You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 620. Tonight brought to you by MotoringStripes.com, CravenSpeed.com, HIDExtra.com, ooh, new sponsor, and now Motoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's on Motoring.com. Is everybody ready? Yeah, perfect. I am ready. Awesome. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona coming at you with a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. I'm talking funny tonight. I apologize for that. Uh, we're here to talk about Mini Cooper stuff for you like we like to do. Uh, Join this evening um, with a, a shortened crew because Gabe's drunk at a baseball game and Todd's drunk in front of a poker machine in Vegas. So uh, tonight we get the good Reverend Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, say hi. Hi, everybody. And Alex, fresh back from a trip to France and Southern California, is joining us as well. Alex? Hi, everybody. And kids listening to the show, do not drink as much as Todd and Gabe do. It's, it's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just not pretty. Well, it depends on what you're drinking, because Gabe is probably more of a beer guy, where Todd's a gin guy, and gin has been proven to help your metabolism, so Todd is actually losing weight by drinking. <laughs> and, Chad, you know, it's really funny that you bring that up, and a lot of you guys out in White Roof Radio Land follow play along with the Don Burnside uh, home game, but you know that tequila will lower your blood glucose levels? Who? Who knew that? I did. So- this is a health tip. For, this is a health tip. If you have, if you suffer from diabetes, type two diabetes, and you're looking for, you know, your blood sugar spikes, try like a, I don't know, half shot of tequila and a walk around the block. So yeah, if you have diabetes and if you want to lose weight, just get wasted on the regular. <laughs> there you go. You drink you should, you should go. Tequila and done gin. And done. <laughs> wow, I think that's actually probably more helpful than going to WebMD. Yeah, maybe there is a there is a company to be had here uh, in health. You know, it's like very a very interesting space. So, no, uh, I was gonna say, like at the end of our podcast, you won't think you have another disease. We're just gonna help you with things you already have. <laughs> <laughs> you know who we need for this show now? We need Charlie and Sean for this. They would be very helpful in this particular enterprise, Alex. Make that happen for us, will you? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the new show title, The Disease You Think You Have, The Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to scare people away. Like, Mini US right? are not great already. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Oh, my God, John. That's good, though. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk. We're not going to talk about odd diseases or try to cure you of what ails you. Uh, we are going to talk about Mini Coopers. We have... Uh, um, we have this very cool classic mini that I'm sure all of you guys have already seen because it was all over Facebook last week, but it, I think it's cool enough for us to talk about again. We also have uh, some interesting images of the refreshed F56. We are going to talk a little bit about Mini Cooper's resale value. And um, at the end of the show, just because I'm, I'm feeling generous, I might let Alex talk about the new Star Wars trailer. Maybe. Ooh, ah. <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> was that music Not from me. the new Star Wars trailer, Alex? Sorry, no, no, no. It was. Uh, I was listening. To, I was watching the, the the rewatching rather the video about Mini Remastered. And and one thing, I, I know we're going to talk about it, so I'm going to keep it for the for the show. Save it for the rest of the show. Thank you very much, sir. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about all that, and who knows what else will come up. We're going to talk about that as well. Probably an avid reminder in there someplace too. Um, but before we get started, I want to remind you guys about some of the we're going to pay some bills. We have some really fine sponsors helping us make this fine podcast that you guys enjoy so much, and we do have a brand new uh, podcast sponsor for this episode and i want you guys to do the cool white roof radio thing and i want you to guys go over and support them like bosses that you are there's a link over at whiteroofradio.com that's a, a company by the name of hid extra they're at hidextra.com since 2008 these guys have they specialize in like headlight systems lighting systems for your car right um you want to go over there there's a link at whiteroofradio.com in the show notes or just go to HID, HIDextra.com, and you're going to get the view of the best HID and LED headlight conversion kits and accessories for your Mini and a whole bunch of other makes. So if you guys don't just have Minis, you have other cars in the house, they'll be able to hook you up with like upgraded headlight systems for your cars. And as a bonus for you guys, and you're going to have to boogie because this bonus, I think they're going to run this out to the end of the month. If you use the coupon code of Mini15 when you check out, you're going to save 15% on your order. Whoa! 
pretty strong. So I want you guys to go over there. I want you to check them out one more time. Do the cool White Roof Radio listener thing. Let's welcome this new sponsor underneath the White Roof. Go over there. Check out the site. You know, if you need headlights for your car, you don't, you know, you don't have Xenons. You want some that's a little bit more upgraded. You need something, you know, your wife's car's lights are kind of yellow and you want to get some nice popping white lights on her car. I want you guys to go over and check out HIDextra.com. And don't forget, use the code of MINI15 at checkout. You're going to save 15% on your order. Thank you very much to those guys. And thank you very much for you guys to checking them out. HIDextra.com. Thank you very much. They do. They sell some really cool looking stuff. Have you guys checked them out yet? Uh, I have not checked them out. I will do so right away. I know Todd's interested because yes. Todd's mini doesn't whoever configured Todd's Mini didn't get um, Xenons with his car. He's got regular old halogens, so he was checking it out. So we'll see what they do for him. Be pretty cool. Uh, you mean the Roadster, right? Oh, was it the Roadster? Yeah, it's the Roadster's got yeah. the yeah. yeah. Because on the JCW, I think he has the um, he's got the Xenons, Xenon headlights that you know yeah. turn like when you when you turn the steering wheel. Right. Cool. Very cool. Anyway, go over there, check those guys out. One more time, that's HIDextra.com. Thank you very much. This is where I drop in some news music. Let's start with actual news. And this one is... Uh, we've got a refreshed mini hardtop covered in swirly graphics. And I think this is probably going to be the LCI car. And we found this via motor1.com. There'll be a link in the show notes. It's also over at motoringfile.com. There's a link there, and Gabe put a big write-up on it. But, fellas, I'm looking at this car, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of changes to the exterior. No, you're right. Like it's uh, So, so there is a very few uh, – usually when there's a lot of changes, we see a lot of swirly graphics. Mm-hmm. And it looks like – most of the changes are uh, targeted toward the headlights, and then some internal changes with the engine, with the transmission, with uh, some of the stuff we've seen in the in the Clubman and the Countryman, you know, for the infotainment system. I gotta say though, um, you know, the the bumper is still the same. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if like they they just you just slap the bumper from the Clubman on there mm-hmm. and the swirly graphic thing for it because there is nothing new about it to just i mean you know it's just it's already exists right while the the headlights and the and the back lights like it's it's kind of a new thing yeah so i'm still hopeful like they're not gonna keep this this front end bumper really it's uh it's they gotta do something about it like they can't keep it for another for another three or four years right exactly and i'm wondering on the taillights too if they've made them maybe a little bit smaller because oh my god, the taillights on that car, your car, Alex. Oof. Yeah, pretty. They're pretty uh, significant. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a thing. Yeah. I like. I don't know if you guys have looked at. I've watched. I've looked at the um, the you know the vision, the mini vision concept. Mm-hmm. That car looks really nice. I mean, I I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure. I've got to because. We've talked to Gabe, and Gabe said that there are drastic changes coming for the front end of the F fifty six. So that's good. Yeah, because that's everybody goes. Oh, I just don't. I can't get over the look of that car. So I'm hoping they do something to make it look a little bit more pleasing to the eye and less like it's safe to hit people with. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's funny because. Like I'm looking at the vision concept, and I'm wondering if they disregard like any regulation when they design those kind of things, or if they still take them into account. But if they did take it into account, like it's it looks, I mean, it looks really nice. I mean, it looks really well done, like the front end and the, the overall proportion of it. Like it's a, uh, it's really well done. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I I've been thinking about the LCI for a couple of weeks now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, some some wish list of things and the bumper is obviously on on top of it so uh if they don't do anything with it it's kind of unfortunate kind of sad but i don't know right um, what other things you guys would like who, who would like you would like to see change on the on the car uh, uh car uh, the, the, i haven't got to spend a lot of time in the f56 sadly i wish mm-hmm. i had um but the only thing that really bothers me about that about the car is just the front end it just makes me nutty because the interior is already really nice i'll actually live with it every day it'd be nice to get car play in there um, which mm-hmm. is supposed to come with the lci mm-hmm. um and they're doing a couple changes to the engines um 
looks like just changing the cooling system, but not really so much in the change in the size of the motors. Uh, but they're going to change the cooling system to optimize the combustion to help reduce CO2 output, which would be mm-hmm. nice, I guess. Less pollution, that's always a good thing. Yep. Uh, you know, make them quieter. Anyway, Gabe, yeah. put, Gabe put a huge write-up on here, so you should go check it out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing that it's funny, the one thing that doesn't phase me much is the transmission because um, I don't like. I used to have a DCT on my 135, and now I have the F56, mm-hmm. which is not a DCT. It's a it's a revised version of the pri- previous uh, transmission with a, a completely revised software, right. and it's really quick, really snappy. Uh, and I and I and I don't see much difference between the two. And so, uh, you know, Gabe, Gabe keeps uh, mentioning it, so it looks like it's a it's a big deal. But um, I don't know; it's not something that I would pay extra for because I, I like the current automatic transmission; it's pretty good. Uh, I would have to agree with you there, Alex. Um, in fact, that's one thing I keep noticing is because my roaster's got an automatic, and I remember the first automatic R fifty six that I drove. It was a two thousand eight S, and that automatic in that car just was awful. And I don't know what the I don't know if it was a combination of the motor or the motor and the transmission, but pre LCI it was just it was just ugh, it was not a good combination. I don't know, Chad. Have you had a chance to drive a like a first gen R fifty six with an automatic? Yeah, it's not it's not horrible. Because because yeah, I just remember being really bad, and then I get into my car, and I'm finding my car drives really nice with that automatic. Uh, the Gen twos were definitely better with the automatic as far as that goes. Um, the obviously the Cooper CVT was horrible. Oh, I mean that, that thing had huge lag. Um, the S's were a little bit were obviously a, a leap and bounds better overall as far as the lag went. Um, overall reliability was pretty good, and then the the second gens had a little bit faster response. So it was it, but the reliability was perfect. Right. So, I mean, overall, they keep getting better. So I can't imagine that the, the F cars, which I have not actually had a lot of seat time in, um, would be any less than any of that, you know, as well, better than that. So Right. Well, I know that a DCT transmission, that's a dual-clutch transmission, uh, is supposed to be better than shifting yourself. Quicker, faster, that's what the Ferraris use. That's what all the cars are using nowadays, the big supercars. And, you know, they shift quicker than a blink of an eye. So we'll see if it actually comes out. But it's supposed to be, you know, wicked fast. Anyway, if you want more information about the LCI, there's Gabe put up a too-long-didn't-read post over at motoringfall.com. Moving on. Um, this this I thought was cool. I don't know if you guys saw this. Of course you guys saw it. It was all over Facebook. So there is a company called David Brown Automotive. And I believe that they're over in England. Yes, they are. And what these guys are doing is they're – I imagine in England there's just a zillion classic minis floating around everywhere in, in all manner, shapes, or forms. Right, they're just sitting on lots, rotting away to nothingness, and because they built that car all the way up to two thousand and one or two, um, there's got to be a zillion of them over there. What these guys are doing is they're taking them, and they're basically doing not just like a frame off resto, but like a frame off rebuild restoration. Cool. It's- it's it's really it's really like incredible. Like I'm uh, I'm I'm looking at the car, and so I suggest people go on the, watch the video and go on the website because they have a website with a configurator. Mm-hmm. Like that that's pretty cool, and you can just you know create your car and uh, and submit the brochure to them, and, and then they I guess they come back to you with a pricing and everything. Yep. I wonder. It doesn't mention Gabe doesn't mention pricing on the on the article, right? It's like over it it's over on the website, but the pricing, if I remember correctly, was something like. It was ridiculously expensive, Alex. It was like almost fifty grand or something. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because I I look at the uh, I look at the interior and and I see CarPlay in there, and and it's funny. That's the only thing I would need. Like, I don't need anything else when I think of it, right? Like, the, right. the car can be like the the engine, the brakes, like everything can be a little bit outdated compared to the I guess to the technology of today's car. Uh-huh. But like, it doesn't matter. Like, it drives awesomely i'm sure it sounds awesome and then you have carplay like what else do you need like you don't you don't there's nothing else you need right that's a that's ideal car yeah so so 
they right. they strengthen it. They put in all kinds of sound, sound protection. They completely re engineer the whole the whole interior it's like completely different they've actually added electronics um the paint job with itself takes like four weeks on this car that's painted by hand and it's just it's insane if you guys haven't seen this yet i highly recommend you go over and check it out um you get custom colors the whole bit but you know it is not very cheap in fact let's pull up on the website let's just see if we can find out mm-hmm. so there's a film more than a feeling shop so you first thing you have to do is you have to pick your body color then you pick your roof color you pick your wheels and then you get a response but i saw someplace that it was like i'm not kidding it was like 50 grand but considering it's they're saying this car takes a thousand hours that's it's like well okay if that's what you really want yeah and they also do uh another another car that's feedback gt oh yeah is that based on an Aston Martin? No. Uh, yes, I believe that is based on an Aston Martin. Oof. Yeah, that must be really expensive. And it yeah. looks really nice. That's see, actually, but... I, that actually almost looks like a... What is that? This looks like this might be their own car. But it, it kind of looks a GB, like a... It's not a GB5. Like, it's too... It looks like a Studebaker. Yeah. <laughs> But it's really nice. I mean, anyway, I want you guys to go check this out. I'm going to put a link over to davidbrownautomotive.com in the show notes so you guys can just go over there and uh, dream all you want and, um, you know, play around with it and go crazy. Go over and build yourself your own super kick-ass mini remastered classic Mini Cooper. The sad, the sad thing about it is that you can't. Get it in the U.S. I'm guessing. Except that you can't get it. Well, if it was they picked, if they got you an old enough one, you could. Yeah, because it would be past the banning thing. Like it has to be 25 years old or something like this, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's, if you got it with, if you got it in green with a white top, you know, and then you drove it to Arizona and California, so me and Alex can have a ride in it. That would be super nice. Yeah, because yeah, and then you have to drive it out to Detroit so Chad can have a ride too. Yeah, I need, I, I need my ride. Yeah, you have to take it to Minis on the Mac. Right, everybody's going to be looking at it. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Yeah. Speaking of Minis on the Mac, that event's coming up here fairly soon. We got Dragon around the corner. We got Ambev around the corner. We got Minis on the Mac this year. I actually looked into possibly going to Minis on the Mac. Do yeah. it. Well, it's 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 a week of driving. <laughs> Uh, two days, two days. Really. No, it's twenty from here to to the to the bridge. It's twenty. Uh, it's twenty two hundred miles from yeah. here to the bridge. Yikes! That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of driving. I'm kind of a sissy these days. I don't know if I could actually pull it off. I'm still looking at it. I'm still looking at. It. I haven't given up hope. But oof, that's a lot of driving. We could always, you could always ship your car to me, and then pick it up at the shop. You drive up. You drive down, you ship it back home. No, well, then I could drive home from there because then I only, then I only have to deal with three days worth of driving. Yeah. Right? It's up to you. No, that's, yeah. not, that's not a bad idea. A couple Hi, hours Smith. up, a couple hours down. I like uh, it. Normally, normally to ship a car anywhere from 250 to 500. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, not, that's not bad. No, for me, you have a plane uh, ticket, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm, I didn't even think of that. That's not that's not a bad idea, Chad. I'm gonna do some further research on this. Anyway, if you guys are gonna do minis on minis on the Mac, you wanna get make sure you get signed up for that. Uh, just search minis on the Mac on Facebook. I'll link it up in the show notes. And that way you get signed up. Uh Chad, you're going to the Dragon, right? Yes, I will be at the Dragon and Minis on the Mac. Nice. Nice. When is the Dragon? Isn't that happening soon? Uh uh Dragon, we leave uh May first. May first uh, oh my god. Like May, 12 days away. May 3rd through the 7th. Um, I, I know I'm seeing that on Facebook. People are starting their prep now and doing the oil changes and swapping tires and brakes and getting their cars ready to go for the Dragon. Um, yep. But this is going to be – this is the 15th annual Minis on the Dragon. Wow. Yeah. 15 times this is done. I feel really bad for a uh, gentleman that called me yesterday. He uh, had his car in Chicago area, and he was going to go to the Dragons. First Dragon ever. He was so excited. 
and it needs an engine now. So it kind of uh, <laughs> the car's not making it to the dragon, but he will. So he's gonna be driving. Uh, I think he said like a Ford uh, Escape or something like that. So you know, hey, we welcome you to come enjoy the event, uh, regardless of uh, what kind of car you are driving. Yeah, just just you know, take some pictures of your car and keep them on your phone, and just go. Yeah, no, really, totally. guys, I belong here. Just you know, I'm, I'm waiting for a new engine for mine. Yeah, every time somebody's like, oh, what kind of car do you have? You just pull out the phone and be like, hey, this is my car. This it's all my... shined up in, in the garage waiting for his new engine. <laughs> I got to say, driving to Dragon on an escape is uh, is rough. <laughs> it's got to be It rough. is. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the last – I get to drive the Dragon once, and that was in that JCW Roadster, that yep. we had, the motoring file JCW Roadster. Uh, and that was there's a picture of it floating around there somewhere. I I just found it again and shared it someplace. Um, but but that, was, that was a good time. You know, it, it's a it's a road that has speed limits, which is 35 miles an hour during uh, all times of the day and night. Because yep. it is a public road, and you should obey all speed limits as posted. I, if I remember correctly, I had a great time driving that road, and I believe I was right at the speed limit. Uh, yeah. Mostly because I, you know, so traffic starts like a grandpa gold Toyota Camry in front of me or something. Um, but, uh, but I was right at the limit and I still had a good time. Yeah, it's actually very interesting. If you actually try to like set your cruise control at the speed limit, you can't do it because right. you always have to slow down from the corners. Right. For most cars, anyway. Well, but yes, it is. It is very hard to do the speed limit on that cor- on that road all the time. But you also find yourself like, how did I get going so fast in certain spots? Right. And you don't even really realize you did it until there's a cop behind you. <laughs> and then and- you're just like, oh, those are really pretty lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's your award, sir. Yes, here's your award. Um, anyway, that's coming up as well. And then don't forget to, um, by now, if you guys haven't registered for Ambiv, they've already closed registration. I hope you got a hotel room because I think the deal on the hotel room ended uh, this week. I, I would like to correct you on that. I think maybe I have some information that you don't even know. Uh-oh. Um, I read on Facebook, because that's everybody's news media outlet nowadays, that they've extended it to uh, April 25th. Oh, the hotel was like, you know what? You're doing so great. We want to keep you coming. All right. And so, so, guys, listen. Who's going to Ambiv? If you're going to Ambiv, you're going to want to stay at the host hotel. It's a, it's the Silverton, which is a completely nice hotel. And it's a really great venue for us to go here, right? And not only that, but it's a smoking deal to go. The room nights are – it's nothing for the whole weekend. It's uh, – for a hotel in Vegas, normally, like if you're up on the Strip from to stay in a hotel for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, would cost you close to a grand, maybe more. This hotel, for two people, I've already booked mine, and it's going to be like 320 bucks. And if you have a really good night one night, I'm sure they'll probably help you out with that hotel room. See? There you go. A little bit of gambling, boom! Pay just for ask, your last night. In the just room. ask Todd. <laughs> just ask Todd. Todd will give you. Todd's going to be having a video poker uh, seminar during Amphib this year. Uh, I need that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, make sure you do that. And if you haven't also, uh, go over and register for Amphib as well. I'll be there. Todd will be there. Chad and uh, Chad. Chad, you're not going to be there. Uh, we're still up in the air. I'm still. Chad, I may just like Chad might just show up. So Chad, yes. Chad might just be there. Alex is going to be there. Alex, you're going. Uh, it's it's just kind of the same as Chad. Well, I hope to see you at Anviv. It's going to be a good time. Um, as I'd like to see your car, I'm sure you'd like to see mine. It'd be great to you know have all of our car. Well, Todd's car won't be there, but it'd be nice to be able to see your JCW to start with. That'd be pretty dope. Anyway, I'd like to see everybody else there as well. A mini vacation in Vegas. Amviv.com. Amviv.com. Go get yourself registered. Uh, Maison Dragon, um, I want to see pictures. Uh, in fact, I'm hoping, not this show, but I'm hoping for the next show is to be Wolfcast 621. I hope uh, that we have really cool dragon photos that I can just put up like a big collage of kick-ass dragon photos because you guys are going to go to Instagram. You're going to tag White Roof Radio or on Twitter. You're just going to do an at reply to either one of us there, at White Roof Radio or at uh, at Wire Radio on Twitter or Instagram, or you're just going to upload it directly to the Facebook page. I want to get a whole bunch of really cool dragon photos, and then I want to use those for the image for Wolfcast 621, which will be the next show that we record. So make sure you guys actually get those for me and tag us all over the place. Awesome. Question. Um, Brian is 
coming to Ember? Brian is currently in um, Austin uh, for yeah. the GP race. I do not believe Brian will be at Amviv. Okay. But yeah, he was yeah. also yeah. still up in the air. And I will find out from him next week if he will be attending or not. All right. Really quick. I want to tell you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. And that, my friends, is our friends over at outmotoring.com. I want you guys to go over to outmotoring.com. You know why? Because I do. Because outmotoring.com has all the cool stuff that you want for your Mini. Um, I want you to go over to outmotoring.com. And when you get there, first thing I want you to do is if you don't already get the outmotoring email newsletter. So I want you to do that very first. As soon as you get to the site, there's a newsletter sign-up box. I want you guys to just put in your email address and hit the subscribe button. You know why? First thing, you find out about all the good deals, any sales, any specials that might be happening. Not only that, but Aaron also includes a 5% discount coupon in every email. So as soon as your email comes out, you get your own 5% discount coupon. Boom, it's right there. Done and done, right? And then you can click over to outmotoring.com. You can see like today, today's the 19th, and you're going to see that there's a big sale, saving up to 64% on a whole bunch of things, right? What is actually on sale? Let's go see. This will be pretty cool. We're doing this live in the show. Big sale on stuff. So exciting. So exciting. So we have 31 products on sale. Oh, yes, we got uh, polo shirts, a lot of shirts, Bluetooth, that little mini rear view mirror Bluetooth speaker, uh, a Bluetooth speaker that looks like a gear shift, hats. Oh, oh man, there's all kinds of stuff. Grow badge holders. Dude, there's all kinds of things on sale over at outmotoring.com. Why don't you guys go over there and check it out? Not only that, but this is car event season. Well, like we've already mentioned, the Dragon, um, Minis in the Mountains, Minis on the Mac, Ambiv, all that's happening. You want to make sure you're representing. And you can just go down to the mini dealer. Boring. You go over to outmotoring.com. He's got a way bigger selection of all the cool stuff that you want. The hats, the shirts, the shoes, watches, anything else for your person to personalize yourself, anything that you want to personalize your mini, anything that you need to actually repair your mini. Don't forget, a full line of DIY uh, products, just like going to the parts desk at your dealer. Outmotoring.com has got you covered for all the weird, crazy parts. And if he doesn't have it, he'll get it for you. But there's a good chance he's got you're adding like hundreds of SKUs every month. It's amazing the stuff you can get. Right down to like, you know, those crazy little plastic clips that you need for different body panels. And the body panels that you need, those little plastic clips. Outmotoring.com has you covered. Go over and check it all out for us if you'd be so kind. And then, of course, our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and I love mini hats. That's uh, Outmotoring.com. So, wait. They have, like, shirts at 5 bucks and 7 bucks. It's it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, it's the, it's not cute shirt. It's like $5.50. The Alpha Mini t-shirt seven dollars and fifty cents there's some cool stuff going on over there and it's on sale plus there's like the regular selection of things go over there check it out good grief yes thank you very much for supporting our fine sponsors okay now this is one that i posted over at dbmini.us and we were going to try to talk about it last time but we didn't get a chance to and um, one of the reasons, and I don't remember if I talked about this in the last show, but one of the reasons I got rid of my R56, um, besides the fact that I was, uh, you know, I had a really high interest loan on it, was the trade-in value on that car had dropped to almost nothing. Uh, literally, Kelly Blue Book was telling me that that car had a trade-in value of uh, $1,600, which is very rough. That's rough. Cha-ching. Yeah. What's the opposite of cha-ching? <laughs> I mean, I... Wah, wah, wah. To give you an idea, I mean, it's not the same market or everything, but um, my uh, mother just sold my, uh, my um, 1D. Yes. Uh, a couple months ago for, uh, I think it was 3,000 euros. And what? it was a 2003 Mini 1D. A 2003 Mini 1D. We've hundred kilometers on it. With hundred thousand kilometers with a hundred clicks, and she sold that for three thousand euro. My yeah. Mini Cooper, which was a two thousand eight with one hundred thousand miles, so quite a bit more uh, use out of that car than your mom's than your Mini One D, um, with a value that was substantial, half as much, on yeah. a car that was newer but it had more miles. 
Yeah, but it's like it's it's like that's not normal. I mean, it's me not normal. I guess that's the campaign, but um, it's like it's not, it's not much at all. Like it's uh, it's it's frustrating a little bit. Uh, yeah, quite frustrating, and just because you know, oh, there it is, right there. Thank you, sir. Um, just because I don't know, I go back to my R50, and Chad, you could probably speak to this as well. I haven't run any of the older cars through Kelly Blue Book lately, but when Roxy had a hundred thousand miles on the clock, um, she still had a trade-in value of something like I don't remember, like fifteen thousand dollars. No, well, not like fifteen. It was probably. 000, I think but... it was still twelve. It, it was, was over it ten, was Chad. Probably higher. It, it was yeah, over I was ten. Say it was, you know, depending on the time, I would say definitely in the that would eights. Because that would have been sure. two thousand, two thousand three, two thousand. That would have been late two thousand four, early two thousand five. So well, the the Gen one cars have definitely still held their value much better than the Gen two cars have. Right, and you look at. You know, any of these, oh, my God, don't buy this car because of whatever article by whoever. You know, you, you always have, like, a PT Cruiser on there and you stuff. So, yeah, you've got a Gen 1 Mini on there because they're like, oh, my God, the power steering. Oh, my God, this is the worst <laughs> thing ever. Oh, power steering. Well, you know what? That's kind of a, a mute point now because the government said, no, what? You, you're going to have to change this Mini. And they pretty much changed it on all those cars. Right. So that... Yes, there are some stuff, you know, that does need to be do done to those cars, but you know, those cars do need maintenance. They're 10, 12, 15-year-old cars on some of these things. Right. All cars need maintenance, okay? So when you get down to it now, you look at the Gen 2s and you're like, "Oh, well, it needs a uh timing chain." Well, that's not really easy because I can't just do that in my garage. I need special tools. I need a high-pressure fuel pump, and they're like, oh, my God, how how much is that? Right. Oh, no, I don't no, – I can't replace that. Right. Or, or a turbo. Or turbo or major oil consumption, or then you, you put on just a couple of other things that is basic maintenance. Okay, so you hit a pothole. You need a wheel bearing. Uh, maybe you need a, a new wheel or a tire because you also hit that pothole, and now that car needs a high-pressure fuel pump. Now you've got a car that needs – conservatively $3,500 worth of work. Right. And, and has, a, and has like, a value that's uh, nothing because... The car is only worth four or five grand because it's a 2007 and it's now eight to ten years old or, or whatever. And that really kills the value of the car. Right. And, and say you did something to you know, need major engine work. Mini took that engine and was like, well, we want to start making some more money. Instead of a four or $5,000 engine, we're going to make it nine now. Yeah. No, and, Ch and Chad's not, Chad's not lying. 10-5, ten, ten yeah. So, I mean, realistically, like, at that point, if it needs a new motor, unless you're totally upside down on this car or it's like your mom's car and she died and you love your mom dearly, <laughs> don't rebuild it because – you are going to be completely upside down in money and you could go out and buy a brand new car for the 10,000 you're going to put into that car. Right. Way better, you know? So yeah. it's, it's a very difficult point for me to be at as a, as a tuner or a mechanic or even a shop that only works on those cars because basically I'm telling people don't fix these cars anymore. And that to me, is not a, a good sound business plan at all. No. So, uh, Chad, when you're telling people this, what are you telling them when they roll in with, like, the first-generation R56 is the 2007 to – when was LCI? 20 – Alex, when was LCI on the R56? 2000, was 20, 2011. 2011. And, yeah. and basically, those cars suck. If you have um, one of those – not all of them. Okay, not all of them. There were some good ones in there. I mean, but there the, were, the there Cooper – they were like – The Cooper, the first-gen Cooper, it was a pile of junk. It was well if you had a bad transmission. I, I still well, no, I didn't have cars. a bad transmission. It was just not. It didn't feel like it was solidly built. It didn't feel like a good car. You know, it felt loose and well, all, stuff fell off the of, mirror. The mirrors, yeah, delaminated all of those and came. Gen off. one cars kind of felt loose overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's still the better car though. You know, well, I yes. mean, when I say Gen one, I mean the Gen one of the R fifty six, not the R fifty or the R fifty three. I mean the pre LCI R fifty six cars. They were 
they were different. I mean, they definitely took a, a huge leap forward as mm-hmm. far as build quality. I mean, Felton ever even thought about in the Gen 1 cars yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, they definitely did better, but um, the owners that were like, hey, Minnie, you're smoking crack, you 15,000 mile oil changes, ha, ha, ha. Right. You know, those people that did the oil changes – those cars are still doing really, really well. Yeah. And they're they're higher mileage, and they've had to do a few things here and there. But overall, those cars have still been really good. But the cars that are like, well, uh, yeah, it's got 60,000 miles and three oil changes on it. It's like, uh, well, <laughs> good luck with that car because yeah. you're going to have a problem. And I don't have to tell you when or how. It's I just know it's going to happen. Right. So I, I'm almost wondering if – and I, you know, I've said this theory before – did Mini uh, preemptively decide to kill this car somehow because of these things? There were things that they did to make their own uh, outcome better on them, but did they make it so that that particular car is not worth rebuilding and that they just disappear altogether? Huh, Chad? That's a very we, that's a very interesting hypothesis. Well, we could think of you know millions of cars that have been out there. It's like, oh, I remember that car was so popular. Right. Ago, uh, the first like Ford Fusions, those cars are just gone. Right. Where did they go? And they sold a s load of those cars. Right. So, you know, the the second gen Ford Fusions are still out there, but where the first gen goes? Hmm. You know. So I, I'm wondering if Mini did that with with that engine. It's like, okay, well, we don't want people to really repair these cars because they're going to be our thorn on our side, just like X or Y or whatever. So maybe we just make it so that the engines are so expensive, nobody wants to repair these. And, yeah, we don't sell any engines, or we make a lot of money because somebody did. Hang on, Chad. I have to finish folding my tinfoil hat. Hang on. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, maybe it didn't get that far. I don't know because, you know, we've talked about the mini management and how disorganized it is and how, you know – just it's all over the board and nobody really knows what's going on and you know new people yeah. are coming in and going out and so so and somebody... so so basically you're saying that with the reliability of the N11 engine that um what that's why you're saying that replacement parts are so high possibly in hopes yeah. that people just stop fixing them the first yeah, gen R56 it's, cars it's, it's the 07211s like, yeah but like you know with all of the changes that Mini's had did they really come up with that decision i don't know i you know it's it's a it's a hypothesis it's a good theory it's you know it's a lot of stuff going on but uh i'm I'm probably completely wrong but you know it's one of those things it's like i've seen january 1st every single mini part has gone up and some of them by a lot i've you know you've mentioned that and is that because they're trying to kill that car off and just be like so sorry charlie you know but if you look at uh, Mini's track record with, you know, in fact, I mean, any manufacturer's track record with lawsuits with mm-hmm. the car. Um, the Gen 1s had a couple, but mm-hmm. the Gen 2s have had massive lawsuits, and they're paying out the nose right now for a lot of things. So right. is that because they really had a problem and they didn't really think that through? I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. But Interesting. I, you know, some of the stuff that we we sell as a manufacturer, you know, we've obviously sold a ton of turbo oil lines on these cars. Right. Um, that is a major failure point. But it's also been a major failure point on the Peugeots. I sell these to people in Australia and Europe that need that particular part for those cars too. So we know that it's not just a mini specific failure rate; it's the engine failure rate. So we know that, unfortunately. Peugeot should be, you know, taking a little bit of this, you know, uh, at fault, not just Mini themselves. Mini made a fairly decent body. Overall, they fixed a lot of things from the Gen 1 to the Gen 2 cars. Mm-hmm. Rust around the taillights, rust on the boots, um, overall fit and finish of the interior, um, the, the suspension woes, the power steering issues obviously were huge. I don't right. know of any single Gen 2 car that's had a power steering issue. Not that it won't happen, right. but I don't, I've never seen it. Yeah, um, that, happened so, on my, that happened on my R50. So Right, exactly. So the car itself that they designed was really good. It was purely the power plant that made those cars an issue, which again falls back onto Peugeot. 
Right. Well, not just the power plant, Chad, but from my talking around, I mean, I lost both of my exterior mirrors. They just de- they delaminated off of the backing. One of them I caught and I was able to grill a glue back, but the other one I had to replace. It was an, and it was a ninety dollars for a piece of mirror. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen that a little bit here and there, but again, not necessarily because of Michigan. Everywhere in the country has these, and and this goes to any car. It doesn't matter whether it's a Gen two or a Gen one or whatever. Right. You're going to experience things different in Arizona sure. in high but, heats than you would we would in Michigan because you're like sure. rust in the boot. <laughs> what is that? We yeah, I wish I never saw. Now, Chad, but as an example, in my R50, I never that car. Had, what I drove it for 13 years at 305,000 miles. The rearview mirrors never fell yep. off, <laughs> you know, once and no. and that had the initial build quality issues, you know, the boot latches and locks and the bad leather on the seats and the steering wheel. But once all that stuff was fixed, it was bulletproof after that. The the little niggly things that, you know, the power steering pump and once all of the, the weird shit got fixed on the R50, it was problem free and it was just mechanical stuff like regular wear and tear maintenance after that. I think I think they they tried to realize it's like hey well hey we got a we got a real popular car here we should redesign this but then they also decided to like okay we're gonna spend some money in some places but cheapen money in other places right. which is where you come into that it's like okay if we use a half a pump of less of glue to hold that mirror in place we could save a hundred thousand dollars a year right. in glue product because we could then now make. 600 more mirrors because of that or whatever and then somebody didn't realize like well if you don't use 50 ounces of glue on the mirror the mirror is going to come off if you're only using 30 ounces of glue you you can't do that those people didn't talk to each other or they didn't know or whatever so there are some ways that you know manufacturers all the time are trying to cheapen up uh you know production costs and try to save i mean that's why they they made a 15,000 mile oil change because it's like if we can save five quarts in one filter plus the labor for the dealer we could save right. hundreds of millions of dollars in that you know so they take a gamble they try yeah. to figure these things out, and you know they're just trying to save a buck like everybody else, and, sure. and produce a quality car. So, is it a? I don't. I don't foresee that being a malicious going. Ha ha ha! We're gonna <laughs> save one barrel of glue, and we're gonna you know f the owner. I <laughs> think there was some things that were just accidental. Yeah, but I think other things down the road they were like, oh crap, we shouldn't have done that. Right. And, maybe and that's all the stuff. They, and, and that's all the stuff they fixed with the LCI, you know, with right. the N eighteen, with the N eighteen motor, and um, right. and all that, right? Because I mean, yeah. I've got the the Roadster, and the Roadster is essentially an LCI car, and it's that car is solid. This car is as solid as my R fifty was. Right? And it's interesting, you know, we don't see the the same of the problems that we do, like on a Countryman, that we do on a R fifty six. The R56 motor is really much more cramped into the engine bay. There's a lot more heat. There's a right. lot more failure rates on things. Right. Where the Countryman, it's a lot. It's a little more open. It's a little more airy. You get a lot more wind through there. We don't see a ton of failure rates on those cars that we do on on that particular motor in the R56. So, hmm. you know, again, some of those are N18s and 14s and stuff like that, but still we don't see the major failure rate and i don't know i i could uh probably go into one of the countrymen groups and i'm sure that they've all had you know uh, some high pressure fuel pump issues yeah everybody's got they've something had, wrong that they have to complain yeah, about they, on the they've internet. had some fuel uh, uh footwell module issues and stuff like that right. I, I've, I've seen that myself personally in some of those cars but overall the leakage issues and some of that stuff i don't see that as much on the countrymen's as i do on the r56s right so, so Chad, let me ask this. Idea. Let me ask this, and Alex, you can chime in too if you want. Do you think that all of this, the 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 overall, you know, the increase in price of parts and miscellaneous reliability issues, uh, do you think that might be what's causing the resale value on minis to drop so drastically? What do you think, Alex? Um, I think Alex is getting a new bowl of macaroni and cheese. I I, I definitely think that. Uh, that that is contributing to it right um i i don't think mini has thought about 
trying to kill the car off personally myself. I mean, it's a good theory, but I don't necessarily think that they put that into you okay, know, into, fair the, enough. into the mix. Fair enough. But I do think that they realize that they're not making enough money on certain stuff, and they are paying out on lawsuits. So they're like, well, how do we make more money? We can't necessarily raise the price of the car, but hey, we can make money on parts. I think that's why parts are going up because they have to pay for these lawsuits somewhere and executives and employees and whoever, they still need to make their salaries. So they have to have that money coming in, which is why parts have gone up. Um, you know, as far as the resale value of the car, I definitely think that there's enough um, problematic stuff that have gone on with the car that it has gotten eventually around to people. Um, even your sleazy back alley, hmm. uh, you know, um, automotive, uh, you know, for sale lots. They're like, I did one mini. I'll never do it again. That car is just a nightmare. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. And right. even those guys, I mean, a dealership can't take a car to auction and have somebody buy it because nobody wants it because they know that they're going to get stuck with a car that they can't fix by themselves because they can't just put a PCV valve in it or they can't just make the ABS sensor work or they can't just do things because, again, you take a dealer tech tool, you you need all of these special items to make the car function. Mm -hmm. And also the price of some of the parts have just skyrocketed through the roof. I mean, those high-pressure fuel pumps used to be $350. Now they're $1,300. Right, just yeah. add a thousand dollars onto that. Yeah, is that because Mini just is like, well, we know that these are going to fail. We just need to make some money. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Right. I don't know. You I don't, know, but I don't either. Other other parts that Mini knows that are going to fail, like the turbo oil lines, they make a very cheap heat shield for it, which used to be, you know, twenty thirty bucks. Now they're five, and they've been five for a really long time. Right. Why did they change all of a sudden? Yeah. And I'm sure part of that because a manufacturer is like, well, we got to order for 20,000 of these. We got to make 20,000. This is going to be a price. And then he's like, oh, well, thanks for that 20,000. I need 200,000 now. They're like, oh, well, we can make them cheaper now because you know that we're going to be making them for a long time. Right. So there is a little bit of that factor going on, but they also have made it so that the dealers have to buy them and put them on cars because of a quiet recall or a mandated hey we're gonna fix this right or just so a tech it, bulletin yeah tech bulletin basically which is kind of a recall you know in sorts yeah so that means that somebody has to buy those and put them on for a car and they have to make it economical so now they're five dollars right there you go so, so. Uh, i got a comment about it i don't personally like i don't think the the uh the price of the spare parts like affects directly the, and I could be totally wrong. The the value of of that generation. Sure. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the issues that Chad has, Chad has mentioned. Yeah. Also to keep in mind, there are way more R fifty sixes generation cars than there are in the previous generation. Right. Way yeah. way more. And yeah. so obviously that that brings the the price down. That there was there was up until uh, in twenty thirteen I think was the most the the highest. Um, Volume and uh, sales volume. Mm -hmm. I think Mini USA ever had. Yeah, right. For yeah, the, you're right. For the generation. So, so yeah, that, that, that also we need to also take this into account. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, the issues are like, definitely definitely affecting the the resale value of the car. Like that. That's what you get when with turbo engine. You no. Know, right. Amongst yeah. other things, obviously. Right. So let me finish this and let me just ask. I want to ask both you guys this question, just because there's a lot of people out there, and I know that they're. We have people that uh, listen that don't actually drive minis, and you know. And I just bought a used mini, and I don't have a problem with that at all. But uh, Chad and Alex, if I said to you, you have to buy a mini, I'm going to give you, let's say, I'm going to cap your budget at, let's say, eight grand, right? And I say, okay, you can buy a first, you can buy R50, R53, or R56. What car are you going to buy? Uh, personally, like I, I would try first to get it, it to get like a good R fifty three if I could find one. Nice, what year? Uh, which is which is difficult, but th my second choice would be an LCI Cooper. 
LCI Cooper. Uh, okay, so, so like a 2011 or newer R56 Cooper. Yeah, exactly. A Cooper, not Cooper S. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good choice. So either an R53. I'm guessing like a 05 or an 06 R53, Alex? Yeah, yeah uh, also pre-LCI. Uh, post-LCI, yeah. Post yeah. Or um, a post-LCI R56 Cooper. Yep. All right, yep. good choice. I, I kind of like that. Chad, what about you? What would you do? You know, I, I'm kind of actually along the same lines. I mean, if I were to, you know, because you could find a very low miles R53. You can. Um, for eight grand or less mm -hmm. right now with uh, 40,000 miles on it. I, I mean, know. Really. I, I see those uh, like once, uh, like at least once a month, maybe a little, uh, a little, a little bit less last often. Last year, there were several people that brought me like these really nice, super desirable colors, like very low mile cars that are you know they're like i want 10 grand right now i mean are you ready i'm like i can't buy a car and right. even though yours is jet black on jet black with no oh. sunroof and it's amazing Dude. i i don't have 10 grand right now i'm sorry right. I, I can't i gotta pass it up but those those cars are out there and i i definitely think that that would be very easy to find but if i had to buy a gen 2 i would definitely go cooper um, because I definitely think that they were a little sportier, a little bit better, and a very problematic free, even in an N12 version. Um, overall, I think that would be fine. Um, but uh, personally, I've always liked the 0304 Cooper S's better than the 5 and 6's. Really? I think, it was, I think it was a little more usable power in the right aspect, because as a tuner guy like myself, I'm going to put a pulley on the car. Instantly right. done. Yeah. If I put it on a 5 or 6... That transmission is so uh, geared to just be that stump puller that well, as soon as you put a pulley on it, it's almost like first and second gear are useless. I mean, oh. you just spin in tires off those cars. Got it. So if you leave a stock, it's not too bad, but you got kind of the JCW. It's a little bit spinny, but you know, as soon as you put a 15% pulley on it, it's like, wow, I just roasted the tires off that completely so so chad's going uh 0304 r53 let's say that it was a good owner that made sure all the things were fixed yeah i mean uh, i like the taillights on those betters i like the armrest on them better i mean it's some of the stuff that they were like uh we need to make this work better for the uh jd power yeah no nobody needed an armrest on the left side you're driving a <laughs> stick come on make this happen so, uh, you oh, know, and that stupid but, and that stupid mini finny cup holder. Uh, you know well, what? It's not bad. I still sell those to this day. Do I you still really? have people that really want them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, but they were included with the car, though. They were for quite a while, but uh, there, you know, we see cars that have have run the gamut through things. I mean, uh, you, you could go on any Facebook group right now and be like, "Oh, my car came with no owner's manual because where did they go? Right? They should have been the glove box, but they're not." So. There a lot of stuff gets uh, you know taken out or gets broken. I mean, especially that particular cup holder. If the driver was shifting uh, a little more aggressive and the cup holder wasn't slid to the passenger side, then they slam into that cup holder and then they bash their knuckles and they get pissed and they <laughs> rip it off. Or the or it was on the passenger side and the passenger moved the seat and then broke the cup holder off. So I mean, this is. It's one of those quirks. All know, right. But, so, um, so I'm with you guys on, on what card I would choose. Um, but I'm just going to say I would have ch I would choose a 2013 um, Mini Cooper Roadster. Yeah, obviously you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, those those two-door cars are, are super nice. I mean, they really are. I mean, they're awesome. Uh, this car, but, is, you know, this as far car as is remarkably nice. Usability. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you ride your bike most places, but have you ever had to try to put a bike rack on that car yet? I've got a bike rack in the car, and that is on my list of things to see if I can actually do. Okay. Um, because the hardtop versions are a little bit easier to buy bike racks for and put a bike in should you need that. So as a guy who is sporty and around the town like you are, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you might – find that the hardtop version would be a little more useful in certain aspects. But the convertible top, uh, you know, it's calling your name. So it's a, it's a hot little the, number. The so. convertible top was definitely calling my name. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm really not. Yeah. But it was definitely calling my name. Did they uh, give you a pair of sunglasses with the car? No. I had to provide my own sunglasses, which is okay because <laughs> they're prescription. And I, I decided because that car doesn't have a white roof, 
So today, and in fact, that was my selfie picture on Facebook this week, um, as I'm rocking the white lost coffee hat. Uh, and that is my uh, white roof. Well, I heard, I heard the lost coffee is going to be pretty lost here very soon. Yeah. Lost coffee is moving to Austin, but that's a, for another show. Um, Chad, thank you very much. That was really good information. Wow. No, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of blown away. I don't know where to go. <laughs> I know where I'm going to go. You could talk about the next sponsor. Yeah. You know what? It's, 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 Chad, we are like, you can't see me doing the eye to eye thing, but we're like on point tonight, my friend. Two peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod. You're like a brother from another mother. Let's talk. Let's say about, about our friends over at Craven Speed. You guys love these guys. I want to let you know, first of all, that if you were one trying to purchase a, a phone mount for your Mini Cooper or any car, actually, they are all back in stock. They posted on all the social medias and the email today that all their phone mount pieces are back in stock. I want you guys to go over there and check it out. If you're looking for one of the cool Craven Speed phone mounts, including the new one with the magnets on it, awesome sauce go over there and look at it it's very very cool um besides that there's all kinds of stuff over there so first i want you to click over to cravenspeed.com you're going to do that and then even if you don't have a mini i want you to just click on by make they make stuff for other cars it might just be a shorty antenna but there might be more stuff maybe there's a, like a flex pot adapter or maybe there's something else cool for the other make that you have in your driveway Go over and check it out. If you're a Mini Cooper owner, of course, you're going to go over there because if you have a R50, R53, or an R56, one of the cars sells a dipstick, and you're tired of that crappy dipstick that comes in the car, you're going to get the Craven Speed one because, well, first of all, it comes in and goes out real easy, and you can read it. Very nice. If you live in a state where you have to put a license plate on the front of your car, you're going to want the Platypus license plate mount. Alex has one on his. He loves it, right, Alex? Yeah, that's uh, one of the best. Uh, well, actually, I didn't pay for it because the guys at Curve and Speed are really nice to us. Yes. But uh, if I had been a purchase, it would have been the best purchase I made for this car. <laughs> and uh, I should have done it like a long time ago, even for my previous cars. It's uh, it's nice not to have to pierce your uh, your bumper. Yeah, okay. my car came from uh, New Jersey. So I've got holes in the bumper that I have to find a way to fill because they didn't, you know, many USA didn't think to put the platypus mount on annoying not only that but the stubby antenna so your car doesn't look like it's a remote control car and um all kinds of other cool stuff it's, of course if you have an r53 one of the first generation mini cooper s's the first mod you're going to do is you're going to put a pulley on it and you're going to get the pulley from craven speed cravenspeed.com go over there and check them out now what i want you to do is if you do place an order from craven speed right there's a, you know you can buy stuff from them it's really cool if you do there's a place there you can leave a comment i want you to make sure you say thanks for supporting white roof radio we really appreciate that so do they they of course being craven speed cravenspeed.com go over and check them out not only cravenspeed.com but if you're punching around like a DetroitTune.com, chad has a full he sells a full line of craven speed parts you can buy them from chad and chad will put them on for you awesome you go to whalen He'll do it for you. You go over to Marzo on the East Coast. He'll do it. You're in California. The guys in uh, near uh, in uh, Torrance there, they'll do it for you. Any of your local shops, they have Craven Speed stuff. Get it from them too. That's super awesome. And then, you know, send Craven Speed a, like a message. Use their uh, contact form on the website and say, hey, just so you guys know, I bought some parts, but I bought them from Chad. But thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. That'd be rad. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're going to have a uh, full selection of Craven Speed parts, including all of the various phone mounts that you can play with on our lovely little display before you get them installed on your car at the Dragons. Oh, super awesome. So there's another reason for you to go to the Dragon because our man Chad's going to be doing all that cool stuff. I got a question for for Chad about tires, if you guys can. Let's everything. do that, yes. Now yeah. all of a sudden you're, yeah. you're crystal clear. Sound perfect, right. yeah. No worries. Um, so the the question about tires that I have is that I ran into two potholes in the city, um, and I have uh, bo two. One, two bubbles basically on each of the front tire. Um, yep. I'm wondering if I actually need to replace the tires right now because they seem like the car drives fine, the pressure is fine. So I was I just wanted to have your opinion on it. Officially, yes. Why Why is that? Unofficially, no. Well, because the sidewall of, has been compromised, mm -hmm. and the the bubble is basically the broken belts, quote-unquote, in the tire have separated, and you're now getting the, at that bulge, okay? So at any time, think of it like a zit, 
it could pop. You don't know when, but that's going to be the weak spot of the tire. So if you hit a pothole just right in the right spot in the right, that tire could you go boom. But you've got to run flat, and it should take care of that issue. But my experience with run flats is always when they have major failures, they have a major failure. Right. So um, with that being said, I would I would definitely bet dollars to donuts that you have two bent rims as well as two bubbled sidewalls. Yeah. Oh, because the, the rims look, I mean, from the outside, they look fine. Like I, right. I, I see any any scratch on them or anything so uh, right there's no there's no scratches but there's going to be a bend in that rim i guarantee it because if when the when you have the run flats on the tires and the tire has hit so hard that it bubbled the sidewall it bent the rim it had to bent the rim if you hit it that hard because those run flats are pretty robust yeah they're very robust and when you get to that point it's like okay it's getting so much force that the tire is like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to break. So yeah. it bends the rim, and then it bends the tire because you've got that much amount of force. So that's not to say that the rims are junk and you've got to just start over, but really to find out what that, how bad that rim is, is you have to put it on a, a balancer and kind of spin it, and you'll actually see a either a wobble or a vertical up and down or and or both, you know. Okay. Um, you basically a flat spot type of thing, and and that's um, and fix the the rim like you cannot fix it like you have to buy another one. You can. It is totally fixable, but the cost to fix a rim versus the cost just to buy another rim is pretty much exactly the same. Okay. Okay. And that and that way you're like, okay, I know this is brand new factory warranted. That's why a lot of these people have been buying the wheel warranties from the dealers. Yeah, it's, you know, $1,000 or whatever, but nine times out of ten, it always pays for itself because you still have the run flats on your car. So they buy you a new run flat and they buy you a new rim because the rim is bent. Okay, okay, got it. There you go. That is good, but, uh, you know, I I would say that, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of tires this year. I would say most of the cars that are coming in with run flats all have at least three bent rims. And they're all getting um, new non-run flat tires to make that all work out. Um, We had a guy in the other day. He had two broken rims because of that and one bent rim. So I was like, well, you need at least three wheels. (laughs) And, And he's like, okay, well, let me go home and look at Tire Rack. I'll figure out exactly what I want, and then I'll have you put these tires on, and we'll go from there. But, yeah. He had two rims that were both broken up the sidewall that were uh, leaking air at some point, you know, and uh, broken in more than one spot. So, yeah, it's, that's, uh, uh, that's it's a pro and a con. Interesting thing about all this, all this whole situation is that I, the roads in Boston are far worse than they are in, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, and I did hit a couple of potholes when I, when I lived in the city. Uh, and I never had like anything on my rims, my tires on, on the BMW. And here I, I hit like it really wasn't a big one. It was like a tiny pothole. It was a good one, but like a tiny one, and bubble and probably rim rim bent. So it's uh it's kind of uh disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it is very disappointing. And uh, I wish there was some way around those type of things, but yeah, unfortunately it is. It's the way it is. There you go. We have a we're overdue for a tire show, so watch out for us to do that pretty soon. Because I know it's uh, everybody's switching back to summer tires, so we are way overdue for a tire show. We'll probably be doing that for you guys very very soon as well. Thanks everybody for listening yet again to another fine episode of us here underneath the white roof. Um, we still are doing Black Roof Radio, and that's a little bit of pre-show. Sometimes it's shareable sometimes it's not safe for work to this week's episode it's very nerdalicious i think it's pretty fun to listen to it's about 10 minutes or so you go over and check it out and you can do that at the patreon page all you have to do if you want to kick in a couple bucks you know like a buck a show boom you get access to black roof radio super simple if we record a show we record black roof and like i said it's not always 
Black Roof Radio, and sometimes it's five minutes, and sometimes it's 20 minutes. It just all depends. But you get access to it. You get access to not only the new ones, but you get access to all the old ones that are there so far as well. It's like five or six so far. Um, It's turning into its own thing. So if you want access to that, click over to patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. Help support us, and you get a little bit of something back. Pretty nice. Anyway, I don't have anything else for this week. You guys have anything else for me? I am good. Excellent. I am good, too. Thank you very much, uh, gentlemen, as always. Don't forget, Chad, over at Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. If you're within two or three hours of the shop, he's doing all the work on your Mini anyway. And, of course, Mini, I'm sorry, MotoringStripes.com uh, for all of the really cool Todd-type stuff for your Mini as well. Uh, stripes, Countryman Boot Protector Strip, the Clubman Boot Protector Strip, White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit, and so much more. All for you over at MotoringStripes.com, you know, because Blink is boring. Todd will be putting stripes on my mini at Amviv. I'm very excited about that and helping me black it out to get rid of all that damn chrome. You know what? And Chad and Chad will appreciate this. Todd is so anti-chrome mirror caps. He's already put black mirror caps in the mail for me, and they're probably out of my mailbox right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's all, dude. I already got that. It's already done. Yeah, it's so bright. But, you got to wear shades. Oh man, it's brutal. Go ahead, Ch- Alex. So he had like he had like uh, mirror caps like as a spare piece, spare parts. Yeah, t- Todd has like stock of mirror <laughs> caps. He swaps them out, you know, because he doesn't wrap them because it's not worth it. And mine yep. are the power fold caps, so they're different than the standard caps. And he had a set, and he said, "Dude, I'm just gonna send them to you." So I'll pop the I'll pop these chrome mirrors off the side of the car, and I'll pop those on right away as soon as they come in. And I'll do the light rings and the uh, the the all the pieces and it'll be way less blingy it'll be nice you guys will see it at amviv anyway i think we're done yeah perfect thanks again everybody for listening thanks for sharing but this is the part of the show where i do like to make that funny clicking sound and then i say questions comments or concerns go ahead click back over to whiteroofradio.com there you can leave us a note in the show notes you can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com but until next time gang, this is db i'm done Cheers. Adiós.